Hi, I'm Dr. John Lakey. And I'm Dr. Payman Danielport. We're board-certified plastic surgeons and hosts of the podcast, Forever Young. Join us every Tuesday as we share the latest products and procedures in the never-ending quest to help our patients look and feel their very best. The world of cosmetic surgery is constantly improving. Join us on the cutting edge. Forever Young is available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with your host, sex therapist Lori Watson. Today, my co-host Adam Matthews is not with me. He is off winning an election as the president of our North Carolina Association for Marriage Family Therapists. I'm so proud of him. But today, I kind of thought I'd take a little bit of time to talk about six mistakes women make in bed. Just kind of a woman-to-woman talk about it, since he's not here to join me, and You know, we've been getting so many calls and emails and messages and reviews, and I really want to thank you. I'm just honored and flattered by all that you've been saying to us, and, you know, your suggestions are so helpful to us in directing what you really want to hear, but we are here to help couples make it hot, and we know that there are challenges in long-term relationships, keeping sex going and keeping sex spicy and we really want to help with that. You can find us on the web at www.foreplayrst.com. We're on Twitter and Facebook, Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy, and you can find us just by googling Foreplay and see kind of the episodes that we're doing. Please, if you want to help us, we would really appreciate you taking the time to just tell your friends about it or share with a buddy or two that hey, I'm learning something about sex that I never knew and that would be awesome. Okay, so what are the big mistakes that women make in bed? Girlfriend, I I think the biggest one is that, you know, we get preoccupied with our own body. We, We think that men want a perfect body, and I think certainly men are visual and they're attracted to a certain set of molecules. And there are women out there I know that are visual as well. But I think that that's the biggest mistake is that women think, you know, I'm not perfect. And I have this problem. My stomach's too flabby. You know, my my butt is too big or my boobs are too small or, or whatever, you know, their concern is. They start to focus on that and they think about it during sex and it down regulates their own feelings of arousal. And so they're double minded, essentially. They they aren't in the bed enjoying the bedroom. They're just you know, worrying about and critical of all their flaws. It's like this critical voice in their head just keeps going and keeps going. And certainly if you're a man, you can encourage her by telling her that, you know, when you're in the moment, you're just all about her. But I also know men tell me, you know, with frustration that she never really seems to listen to him and doesn't receive his compliments. And so I'm not blaming a guy in terms of that, you know, he can't change her mind about how he feels about her body, which is so often the case. He is often enamored with her body and loves to be naked with her, but she's the one, you know, who is really guarding herself from feeling sexually excited. But I have a couple tips for you. The first thing is try to become present. I mean, one of my own practices is a practice of meditation, which is essentially screening out all distractions and just being 
for a few minutes. And those of you out there who practice meditation, you know how powerful this is and how much this helps. But in the bed, the way I think I can best screen out critical feelings is to, you know, focus on my breathing. And I think for you too, just take a breath, take a deep breath, maybe when you're in the midst of it and let it go slowly and focus on that. And that's a very physiological body sensation. And it kind of draws you into your body. I think another way women can do it is squeeze your Kegel muscles because it's super hard to you know, think about almost anything else when you're squeezing your Kegel muscles. So I, that draws sensation to your pelvis. It, you know, it basically focuses your your whole attention there, and it can change the way touch feels. So that can be sort of an exciting way to get out of your head and get into your body. You know, men, God love them, have such an ability to compartmentalize and. They can, when they're having sex, they're thinking about sex. It's the same reason he doesn't call you from work, because when he's at work, he's thinking about work. But I think for women, we just, we're web thinkers, and we think about so many other things that are going on in our lives that setting that aside and concentrating on the moment is very difficult for us, particularly in this way, because there's so much critique out there of a female body, right? I mean, it's like maybe it's an advertisement or I, I just think we're set up to compare. I, so many women tell me I'm way more of a woman watcher than I am a man watcher. And they're not thinking about, you know, that woman as a sexual being. They're comparing her body to their body. And this trap of always comparing ourselves and, you know, finding somebody who is better or worse than we are in order to feel good or to, to feel bad sometimes, you know, keeps us from just living and feeling energetic in the body that we've got. I would say more than anything in the world, this is skewed in our female brains. I mean, really and truly, once a man is in bed with you, that's all he's thinking about. He's thinking about how good it feels to feel naked with you, how great your skin is, how, you know, how beautiful you are, and how lovely it is that you are surrendering to him sexually. So, okay, girlfriend, just promise me that you will get off of this and let your body enjoy what pleasure there is. Try to focus on the sensation of the moment instead of, you know, whatever you think about your body and whatever criticism that you have about your body, whatever critique you have. Next big mistake that women make is that they're too subtle in terms of their initiation, I had a patient come in last week, she and her husband. She was saying, you know, I'm so disappointed. I I initiated sex and he didn't respond. And I'm like, well, what did you do? And she said, you know, I just told him, I kissed him as I went upstairs and said, I'm going upstairs. And I said, okay, that was your initiation. <laughs> you know, and he was like, I totally didn't get it. I mean, I just thought you were tired and going to bed early. And she's like, yeah, but how often do I go to bed at 930? He's like, but you didn't say anything about sex. You didn't warn me that this was about sex. If I'd known that, I would have totally gotten off the computer and gone upstairs with you. And she, you know, I think we are socialized to not initiate, to not want sex, or to to let that we want sex out, to let that be known. That really makes us a bad girl. And so we keep it all inside. And initiation is so subtle sometimes that our partner doesn't really get it. 
that that's what we're after. And especially if you're in the mood, I mean, that is really the time to let it be known. I, I know there's exceptions to every rule. So I know there are women out there who say, you know, I'm the one who always initiates and my husband doesn't. And I absolutely probably see this in 15% of my cases that the woman is the sexual initiator. She does want sex more than men. So I'm in sympathy with you, but I am speaking right now to the 85% of women who don't initiate well and who don't make it clear when they are in the mood. And I think men, you know, would die for this. I was at my best girlfriend's last night and on her pillow, on her bed, she has a, you know, tonight, not tonight kind of heart pillow. And I thought, yeah, I mean, that, I don't know if they just make their bed every morning and that pillow just goes on there. It has no meaning anymore. But I mean, sometimes if you're really shy or you can't seem to bring yourself to initiate, that would not be a bad thing to get, you know, some sort of symbol or some agreement of a symbol. I think lighting a candle, you know, is a beautiful way of saying, you know, I I want some intimate time with you. I want some low light, right? Because again, women anxious about their bodies. So low light is good. And maybe it's this romantic symbol that says, you know, I'm kind of in the mood tonight. But I think whatever you do, it should be more obvious and less subtle. It just doesn't scream sex, I think, to the male brain, especially if he's been the primary initiator and there's been a lot of refusal. It doesn't scream sex when she says something like, I'm going to bed early or come on upstairs. I mean, he may think she means come on upstairs and let's cuddle or let's talk, which I know women need to feel sexual. They need that deep sense of connection. And that's a huge turn on in her brain, you know, talking for a while and feeling intimately connected, you know, makes you feel close to your partner and makes you want to reach out and touch. And I'm not saying that that's not a bad beginning, but if you're really there and you're trying to initiate and trying to get things going, you got to say out loud what you mean. Because, you know, men, just like women, they really want to feel desired. Uh, more than wanting sex, I would say men want that exquisite pleasure of my partner wants me, wants my body. And if women could just be a little more direct about the body, you know, telling him, you know, I love your body. I love your biceps. You know, I love your package. I love your backside. I love your butt. I mean, all of that would make him feel really valuable and good because his top value is often sex. And so he wants to know he's attractive to you. I would again say to you, just tell him I'm in the mood. You know, I'm in the mood to make love with you tonight. That's direct. Or maybe touch him. I mean, I think this, especially if your guy turns on with touch, you know, go ahead and touch him really intimately. You know, maybe slip your hand on his inner thigh or or maybe be braver you know, and touch his package. And I think that's an undeniable signal, right? I am interested and ready for sex. Okay. Next thing I think is the mistake women make is that they fail sort of to repeat their sexual wishes. You know, so many of them say, or my patients say, you know, I've, I've told them how I like to be touched. And it's like in the moment, he just goes. And it's like, I didn't say anything. And that is discouraging. And over time, it's discouraging. And men, if you're listening to this women's only podcast, 
you know, please listen up, you know, please, because women tend to whisper about their sexual preference, whereas men tend to be direct. So listen to the whisper, listen to how she says it subtly, like, oh, I don't like that. And then maybe at a more neutral time, say, do you not like that all the time? Or did you not like that in the moment? But women, I think too, I mean, our bodies are so sensitive, right? At any moment, one sexual touch may feel differently than it did yesterday or the week before. I mean, maybe we're close to our period or maybe we just had too much salt and and salt impacts our sense of bloating and it impacts little things like the way we feel a genital touch. So all of that has to be communicated. And I think the best way to communicate it, of course, is with tact. Tell your partner, hey, I like this. Don't say, you know, oh, you're doing that thing again that drives me crazy. Stop. You know, because that will that will literally stop the moment. So I think you need to offer kind of a, a positive redirection. Like, oh, you know, I, I think I need you to move over here for a while. You know, especially if maybe what he's doing is getting monotonous or he's doing it harder and faster. Just say, no, 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 no. You know, maybe more slowly or, you know, help him with your directions your specific directions in terms of how you like to be touched. And I think kind of get over the discouragement that he doesn't um, remember or doesn't seem to get it in the moment. When sex is at a roar for men, they, they just have this ability to compartmentalize and they screen out all distractions. And this filter that they have is just, it's single-mindedness. And it's almost like it's too thorough and it keeps him from recalling the, like the nuances of how you like to be touched. So remind him and say, you know, I need a little time before I like that or touch me like this for a while. Give him positive statements in terms of your direction. Say what you like. Say how you like it. And say it over and over again. Hopefully a good lover becomes more nuanced. But I would say I'm not sure always that testosterone allows for all that much nuance. I mean, men like blunt sex a lot of the time. And they their body kind of just urges them forward. Whereas women, you know, we are filled with the need for nuance and for subtlety and for seduction. And so we get discouraged if the touch isn't right. I think the very hardest thing to figure out is kissing. And I think that I think I'm going to design a quiz. That's what I'm going to do. Pretty soon, come on my website, awakeningcenter.org. And I'm going to design this quiz on how to kiss under my sex therapy area. Like just a little quiz. I think something that you could take and show your partner. This is how I like it. And they could take the quiz and show you how they like it. I think that would be invaluable because kissing is a touch, essentially, that is really hard to communicate. I go round and round with couples trying to help them learn what the other one wants. And I think for some reason... This touch more than any other touch is really hard to talk about because it's so personal. You know, it's almost like you're criticizing the way the person breathes. You know, I, I don't like the way you kiss. It's it's too wet. It's too sloppy or it's too stiff or it's too pointed or, or whatever. And I think if you can learn to say what you do like and say it explicitly, that would really be helpful. And the other thing I think is, you know, women need to be more explicit. They need to really talk about the touch in terms of explicit terms. Don't just say, I, I like you to go down there and and touch me for a while. I mean, it's almost like you need to show him what you like. And that would be super helpful, I think, 
you know, men would probably be very, very turned on by that. Although there are some men out there who take it as criticism. And guys, please don't. Just don't take that as criticism. Take that as an enormous gift because you can't know how it is to live in a female body. Whereas she can and she can help you. And it makes sex so much better. Okay, I got to get some water here because I've been talking nonstop. Let's take a little break. You've been listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with your host, sex therapist Lori Watson. I'll be right back. Wanting Sex Again How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them, it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy, and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy improve your sex and improve your relationship with awakening center for couples and intimacy find out more at awakenloveandsex.com and sign up for their next couples retreat weekend hosted by Lori watson awakenloveandsex.com awaken what's possible it is one of my great joys in life to be able to really help individuals and couples find strength in their relationships and really find hope again. Licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews from Matthews Counseling. I work with a wide variety of issues, including depression and anxiety, marital issues, issues with adolescence. I believe that therapy should be designed around you, that it should be personalized to who you are and to your unique situation. Therapy is available in office, online, and by phone. I want therapy to be comfortable for everyone. At our office, you'll find that we sit around a fireplace in deep, comfortable chairs, look at the problem differently, and offer practical solutions for you to take home and utilize outside of the therapy room. Schedule today and rediscover hope. You can find me on the web at matthewscounseling.net. Matthews with one T. You can contact us through email or phone and find a lot of resources on our website, matthewscounseling.net. Okay, I'm back with Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. Thanks for listening to your host, sex therapist Lori Watson. I'm alone today. Dr. Adam Matthews, our couples therapist, is off and he is spending some time with his family and he's just won the election for the North Carolina Association for Marriage Family Therapists as the president of our organization. I'm so proud of him, but I think he got worn out with that election and he needed just a session off. So you've just got me today. Again, we've been getting your comments and we thank you so much. It's been amazing, the flattering things you've said, and we are grateful for it and we're grateful for your direction. So please keep sending in kind of more about what you want to hear from us. Every day I've got a lot to say and I I try to keep track of it in my sessions so that I bring to you kind of exactly what's happening in sex therapy you know, sex therapy is all talk therapy. It's I don't give a whole lot of homework. There are some sex therapists who do. But I kind of think that 
For great sex, there are things that are more necessary than explicit technique suggestions from me, right? I mean, you need those suggestions from your partner, and our imagination is a never-ending source and supply of great ideas. But you know, sometimes people will say, "Well, well, what should we do?" And in some ways, I see that as an invulnerable way or a way that protects them from their own vulnerability. About revealing what they really like. So, but anyway, as I listen in sex therapy, as I listen to what people struggle with, I try to bring that to you. And and one of the things that we're talking about today is the mistakes women make in bed. And you know, the first thing I've talked about is that women concentrate too much on their body, the flaws in their body, and the other is that they initiate too subtly, and they fail to kind of repeat their sexual wishes. And so then I wanted to talk about like the, in this section that I think women worry about doing it right. And oh, guys, maybe I really do hope you're listening to this. If you could be reassuring about what you like and that she's doing a great job, that whatever she did made you feel good, and be reassuring with your words. And women way more than guys like words. I mean, they just they're. You know they're word hogs, and every little drop that you give her in terms of your mindset about what's happening is helpful to her, and it's encouraging to her because for her to be a braver toucher, she kind of needs that positive feedback. So tell her if you like it, show her again what you like. I think the most essential ingredient to give a good touch is. To find your own pleasure in touching, and I think that all of us are kind of performance oriented. We we want to be viewed as a good lover, and so we don't necessarily take the time to think, "What am I feeling as I touch?" But if you can find pleasure in touching, that really makes you a better lover. I mean, certainly we all love to be touched, and we love to be stimulated, and we love when our bodies become aroused. But finding the pleasure in giving touch makes it a dual-sided event. So, as you touch your partner, girlfriend, just just think about what you're feeling with your your mouth, with your fingers, with your hands, with your skin on skin. What does it feel like? And ask yourself that so that you can be more in the moment as you give touch. You know, I think that the biggest clue is if we're anxious about how we're doing it, then we can't really feel the sensations that would turn us on. And I think that the mutual turn on is kind of synergistic. As our partner turns on, we turn on. As we turn on, our partner turns on, and it it creates something that kind of takes a life of its own on. And so, if you can feel what you're doing. And and learn how good that feels to you. That alone is a turn on to your partner. Let alone perfect technique. I mean, I think with long term lovers, of course, we want to get better and better. But sometimes getting better and better makes it kind of boring because we become efficient and we stop that leisurely exploration of the body. So this is my challenge to you. Go ahead and spend some time. Maybe blindfold your partner, you know, or something, something crazy, 
and touch them and just be aware of your own sensation as you touch. So do this as an exercise tonight. Just take the time out, touch, and and don't necessarily tell yourself that it has to please them. Just what pleases you? What kind of touches do you like? How do you like to touch them? Do you like to use a lubricant, coconut oil, my favorite? You know, go ahead and touch him with coconut oil. Maybe put it all over his body, you know, and start with a back rub. Start, you know, work your way down and, and kiss and touch in a way that you really like it. I would say the number one thing that men say about oral sex that is so exciting is her enthusiasm. You know, when she's excited about it, it's great. I mean, that is like the only ingredient that he needs is her desire to give it, to give that certain touch. So find a way to tap into your own pleasure about touch and use that to kind of ignite the whole experience. I think the other thing women do, though, is, you know, basically another mistake is that they touch too lightly. They like light touch and they like light touch, especially in the beginning. So that's what they give. Maybe they start out with a too subtle touch and a too light touch. And so men report, you know, that it feels ticklish when she touches him, that it doesn't really feel arousing because she's not grabbing him aggressively the way he really likes it. Don't be afraid. You know, men don't break easily and maybe put some vigor into it and some firmness about the way you touch him and be very direct. I mean, I think men, it's probably can't be overstated about how impressed they are with their own package. And so they like you to admire that and touch that and go for that. And so many men tell me that they will make love to their female partner whom they love and she won't touch him once during the experience until sexual intercourse. And essentially, he's still touching her at that point. But she doesn't think he needs arousal. And and men like arousal. Even if he's erect, he still likes arousal. And I would say that as men age, they're going to need more stimulation, more direct stimulation to have an erection. And I think that he gets anxious about asking for that. So if you'll be very firm and touch him directly and with some pressure and know the kind of pressure that he likes, that would be awesome for him, maybe taking your time with it. And I think that, you know, what women have needed all along in terms of a length of time of touching, men tend to need more of as they age. And guys, it is totally natural to need that. It is not a failure. It is your physiology and you should just relax and enjoy that and not feel anxious about that. Like, oh, I'm I'm not the way I used to. Just, yeah, no kidding. Nobody is the way they used to be. And so just try to relax and enjoy that and direct her a little bit. I think that when you're having sexual intercourse, you know, maybe wrap your arms and legs tightly around him. That that tight squeeze is really exciting for men. And it And it feels like belonging. It feels like becoming one. I also think maybe initiate like a really passionate kiss during intercourse. Men tell me that their wives like are off in outer space when they're having intercourse. But look at him and, you know, touch his face and pull him towards you. I mean, that kind of passion, I think, is a huge turn on. And I think as women, you know, we tend to be receivers and recipients of touch. And we're not necessarily thinking about giving it and giving it in a way that is his style, which is often more passionate and vigorous. Okay, so that's what I've got to say to you today. 
the five mistakes that women make about sex is really about worrying about their bodies. They initiate too subtly. They don't repeat what they want sexually. And they worry about their if they're doing it right or not. And they touch probably too lightly. So that's the feedback that I get from the men in my practice about the mistakes in bed. Okay, I hope this helps you. It's been fun talking to you all by myself today. This is Lori Watson, sex therapist with 4Play Radio Sex Therapy. Thanks for listening. Hey, help us stay on top here at 4Play. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.